When you know it invokes a reaction in others, how do you stop hiding and minimizing your success and your wealth? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray, a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs over at heathergrayconsulting.com. And today, I want to start a conversation that's connected to fears of success. Um, If you were to look at my podcast stats of episodes, the most popular episodes with the most listens all have a similar theme, the fear or the anxiety that comes with being successful. What's going to happen if I actually reach my dream? And for some people, that's a counterintuitive thought. People can't understand, like, what do you mean you're afraid of making a lot of money? What do you mean you're really afraid of striking at gold? You know, and things like that. But today's listener um, question comes from a place that I think those of you who have been successful and have seen your first... um, you know, sort of influx of cash, of acknowledgement, of recognition about your business and starting to get attention. I think some of what today's listener asks about is going to resonate and strike a chord. And people are going to feel connected to that idea, especially if you too are a listener who struggled with fearing success. So let me dive into the letter and I'm going to find you on the other side. Heather, Mother's Day is coming up. I've been really excited for it and came up with the best gift for my mom. Admittedly, it was a pretty extravagant idea, but I love my mom and she and wanted to treat her extra special. I mentioned what I was going to do with my sister and she made a comment that it was making her look bad and that she couldn't afford to do something similar. She also said that my mom might be embarrassed to have my wealth and success so blatant and in front of her. Heather, this isn't the first time this has come up. I heard about it on Christmas and I heard about it on her birthday. My wealth and my success is embarrassing at times, but also at other times, I resent having to hide it, back off, or minimize it. I know that I have more financial opportunities and luxuries because of my business, but I also know that I work hard for what I do, and I don't know why I'm still apologizing for it. Part of my why has always come to give it Sorry, let me start that one over for you. Part of my why has always been to give back to my mom. She was a single mom raising me and my sister when nothing else was going right in her life. She did the best by us. My really big why is to send her on a world cruising tour to several countries for a month. She's been talking about it since I was seven. If I can't just give her an indulgent weekend without hearing crap, what's the point of having a why? How do people make sense of, talk about, and deal with their wealth when others who don't have those, let me start that one over again. Sorry about that, my friends. How do you make sense of, talk about, and deal with their wealth when with others when they won't have those same resources? I'm sorry. I think I read that question twice, and I think that maybe there's a, just a typo in the way you asked it, and I probably should have done a little bit of editing before I got on the mic to record. But I think but basically what I think you're trying to ask me is how do you make sense of and accept your own own wealth and sort of live the life the way you are with the people who have always been in your life when your circumstances have changed. How do you um, not feel self-conscious if you're bringing in a designer bag into the situation or you have a nicer car or your house has some of the nicer things that, you know, sort of, you know, subtly or not so subtly, you know, call attention to your wealth and success. So, you know, the first thing that I want to say is that I am imagining that there's haters already listening to this episode 
being like, whoa, whoa, big problem, first world problem. Um, you know, you and your, you know, all your money can't give it to your mom and all of that. And I imagine that there was some insecurity, you know, sort of sending in this letter because I do think that people feel bad talking about and kind of coming to an understanding of their wealth. And then it feels bad to complain about wealth as an issue when you know that obviously it's such a first world problem, right? Like in the age of poverty to talk about like the issues that come with being wealthy. I think it's a really hard conversation to do and to have. And so one of the things that I wanted to sort of tell you about right away is my first memory of recognizing someone else's wealth. Um, I was a kid. I think I was um, probably in middle school and I was at my family gathering for Christmas and my cousin um, sort of came into the family and my aunt, my great aunt, um, so it was my dad's aunt, so my great aunt, um, was sort of whispering in a corner and there was, I could feel tension and awkwardness as a kid. And so people were like, tell them, Sophie, you know, Sophie's my aunt, um, tell them, Sophie, tell them. And Sophie was like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to. I don't want to. Tell us what. Tell us what. And there's that awkward moment where you know something is up. And then what's revealed is that my cousin Debbie and her husband bought my aunt a car for Christmas. Um, and my aunt was super excited. I could see my cousin kind of feeling a little weird and awkward about it. And there's general sort of, I, just the only way I know how to look back on it is with my adult mind, I would say awkwardness. As a kid, it was just sort of stunned silence. And this idea that, you know, this extravagant gift had been given to my aunt, people didn't really know how to respond to it. And it just created a lot of discomfort. And as we were driving away, like two or three days later, my dad, I could hear him talking to my stepmother in the car. I was sitting in the back seat and I could hear him say like, oh, you know, that thing with Deb in the car, man. And like, I could hear him almost wanting to be able to do that for his mom or feeling bad that he can't or seeing it as a reflection of him. And I think that that's what wealth does sometimes is when we see other people be successful, when we see other people hit milestones, and this can be, you know, not actual dollars, but invisibility opportunities and social media following and attention and recognition on a larger scale. We've all been there and seen someone else have more. That experience takes the finger and we start to point it inward and we start to look at ourselves and how we're not showing up for ourselves or what we're not doing or how, how, how hard we're working and we're not getting the results that someone else is getting and it feels kind of bad. So that the person who's successful is then left feeling bad for their success because they've made other people feel bad. The, the sort of common denominator, I think, and the thing that we would always, you know, we would sort of imagine people might say is, well, you know, just, just keep quiet about it. Just, you know, you know, don't make a big thing about it. Don't, you know, don't do anything about it. And, you know, you don't have to do that flashy thing. Keeping it quiet is good. Keeping it hush-hush is good. And then I hear the people who have worked really hard for their money and been like, why do I keep have to keep it hush-hush? Why, if I've been fortunate, if I've put my best foot forward, 
I've done my absolute best and it happens to work out for me. Why do I have to apologize for it? And why do I have to hide it? And I, I think that both of those perspectives, it's so extreme. It's like, don't even talk about it or shove it in everybody's faces. What I would encourage you as the sort of letter writer here and the listener to the show to do is ask somebody who is successful, ask somebody who has accumulated some wealth, who do you want to be and how do you want to move through the world? And what do you want people to know about that? Because if you've been working hard for a while and some of this success is relatively new to you, it's new to everybody around you too. And so people are worried that it might change you. People are worried that you might change your opinion of them. There's so many stories that go along with that. And what I would encourage you to do is not to only be having these conversations at the gift-giving opportunities, but to have these conversations as a way of just connecting and saying, hey, I know my life looks differently now. I know that you're not used to me coming in with the flashiest car or the nicest clothes or, you know, whatever it is. And I imagine you might be thinking X, Y, or Z. Here's what I want you to know. And I would use this as an opportunity to be transparent and to tell your people what you want them to know about your success. I don't want you to think this. I don't want you to worry about that. I don't want you to do this. But when you tell me that I can't give the gifts, that I can't show my love in the way that I want to show my love. It feels restrictive. It feels like I'm being judged and I am being punished. And I don't want to punish, make you feel that way in giving gifts that are outside your comfort zone. But nor do I want to, you know, feel like I don't get to celebrate my achievements. How can we do this in a way that feels comfortable? Now, obviously, this isn't a conversation you are going to have with the next Tom, Dick, and Harry on the plane next to you. Like, these, this kind of raw, honest, and real conversation is for your inner circle the people who you are going to move through the world with, who are going to see the way your life is changing and have a reaction to it. And so it's worth talking about because the reality is that some people are not going to want to receive your gifts. I, you know, years later, I heard how horrified my aunt was to have received that car. She didn't want that extravagant gift. It embarrassed her deeply. And yes, even though her, you know, my cousin could give it and, and all of that, it wasn't what she wanted for herself. And, you know, and she didn't say anything at the time because it only makes the conversation worse. But I think if we can create those opportunities to say, hey, you're seeing me achieve this. This is what you're worried about. Let me tell you what I think and have that conversation. And to say to your sister, hey, listen, I don't want to make you feel bad, but our mom worked so hard for both of us. I'd like to include you in this Mother's Day. I understand if you don't want to be included. I don't want you to feel bad. And then you have to say the same thing to your mom. Like, listen, you worked so hard. You compromised so much. There were so many luxuries you didn't have. I know it might be strange 
manage to accept luxury for me now, but I would really love it. And it would mean so much to me if you could just take this in the spirit that it's given. You know, those kinds of conversations, deciding who you want to be and how you want to move through the world and recognizing that people are going to have a reaction to that. That doesn't mean you don't get to be wealthy. That doesn't mean you don't get to invest in the things that you find worthwhile, that you can't take the trips you want to take. You can't do the things you want to do, but you do have to understand that with as with anything, people are going to have a reaction to that and people are going to have an opinion and your inner circle you know, what's so important that you hear if you haven't really gotten this as I've spoken to you today, it's not about the money. It's not. It's not going to be about the extravagant weekend. It's going to be about the stories and the interpretations. Your sister isn't worried that like, you know, the necklace she's bought, it can't compete with the weekend. Her, Your sister is worried that that necklace is going to communicate less love than your extravagant weekend, that your mother is going to perceive her as caring less or not prioritizing her or something, that it's not about the money. It's about what the money represents. And if everybody can kind of, I heard this phrase the other day, Brene Brown britches. I don't know if that's like a new thing instead of your big girl pants, your Brene Brown britches, but oh my gosh, I loved it so much. Um, But if we can all like kind of pull up our vulnerability pants for a second and just sort of say, so listen, this is an issue and this is going to be an issue. How do we talk about it? How do I do this in a way that doesn't make you feel uncomfortable? You know, and I can give you so many different examples from my own life. I can tell you that when I finished grad school, I had a live-in job and I didn't have a car and I didn't have um, student debt. So I had a live-in job that paid me with a free, basically not a free because I had to work for it, but I had my own apartment in Cambridge, Massachusetts. (laughs) Let me start that one over. Cambridge, Massachusetts, which is not a cheap place to live. And I, um, and I also had a full-time job. Um, I didn't drive at the time, so I didn't have a car. I wasn't carrying student debt and I didn't have rent. So when I was working my full-time job right out of grad school, I had a shit ton of expendable income in a way that a lot of my friends didn't. So there would be things that would happen. There would be concerts that would happen. There would be all these other things. And I would end up saying like, Hey, listen, who wants to go to this concert? And people would say, Oh no, sorry. I can't afford it or no, I'd really like to. Or, you know, there was this weekend away thing that I really wanted to do. And my friends would say, oh, no, sorry, I can't because we were all 22. And I was the only one that had this particular situation where I didn't really have any major bills other than my food. Um, And so I would say to people, hey, listen, like I got myself this job. I don't have a car. I, you know, I got my college paid for with scholarships. I'm in a really good, lucky place right now where I have this full time job and no other expenses. Um, I really want to like go to this concert and let's just have fun. Let, like, would you mind? Is it okay if I just, you know, like buy tickets for us and we can all go together? And then that would make me really happy. Or I would say, hey, listen, like I get, I get that you guys can't afford to, but I don't want to go by myself. If I buy you a ticket, would you come with me? And, and it, I wasn't wealthy. <laughs> that first job made me $26,000 a year. 
I was not wealthy by any stretch of the imagination, but because I was in a job that only made me $26,000 a year, I made damn sure to get a live-in job and not have a car, right? So it was just wealth to me at the time. Um, but I just, I had the conversation to say, hey, listen, I don't have to pay rent. Hey, listen, I'm in this spot. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but you know, can we just have some fun while it lasts? I think it's okay to be transparent about that um, or to say to somebody, hey, listen, I know you can't afford dinner, but I really want to spend time with you. I don't want one of us to cook. Would it be okay if I just take you out? Um, to have the conversation about what the, that like what exists underneath the money because it's not about the money. And yes, you know what? No matter what you do, no matter how careful you are, some people are going to have a reaction. Some people are going to have the, oh, must be nice or, oh, you don't have to pay for that or, oh, you know, all of that. And what I'm going to tell you is that it is the natural consequence that comes with your reality, that any way we move through the world is going to spark an opinion. And some people are, you know, a little bit louder about it. And you don't want to start living your life according to how other people are going to view you. All you can do is tell people what you want them to think, clarify it, make sure that you are moving through the world in such a way that's respectful of other people's boundaries. Because even if you want to give your mom an extravagant weekend, if she's going to be too embarrassed to receive it or your sister this or whatever, you have to have that conversation. And then you can decide for yourself what makes the most sense. Telling people what you think and what it means to you and hoping for a different outcome. Because if they don't have a reaction to this, my friend, they're just going to pick something else to react to. They'll, they'll react to the fact that you're working on a Saturday or that you're never off your phone or, you know, there's all kinds of reactions that us business owners have to have from time to time. And we're going to have to Oh, sorry about that, friends. Something got caught in my throat and I needed to stop recording. Sorry for that disruption. You know I normally go with the flow, but that one was a little too ugly. So getting back to what I was saying is that we are always going to be doing something that creates a reaction in other people. Like for every action, there's a reaction, right? So what we have to decide as business owners and humans moving through the world, you know, what do we want people to know about that. Because the thing we always say is when someone shows you who they are, believe them. So all we can do is show up in the way that we really feel is representative of us so that people can believe us. And yes, sometimes you're going to be successful if you are going to have a reaction and you are going to have a major win and it's only going to spark jealousy or people are going to see your success and they're only going to see their own failure reflected back on them. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And I don't think that there's any value to doing less because, you know, what's going to happen there? People are going to have a reaction to that. They're going to tell you you're playing small, that you're hiding, you're not going big. So what we are always called to do is to show up as we are as honestly and as authentically as possible to tell people what we want them to think and the hopes that they'll believe us. And it's going to mean some hard conversations. It's going to mean periods of awkwardness. But for things like family, that's what you're talking about with me today. For things like close friends, for other listeners who are listening in and don't see this with their family, but see it reflected in their friends, like people 
who we matter to and who matter to us, we have those hard conversations. And yes, sometimes people are going to change their minds about us. And yes, sometimes it's going to be too hard for other people to watch us fly and soar. And we're going to have to be okay with that in order to get with where we really want to go and what we're really meant to be doing. Um, Thanks so much for sticking with me through today's episode. Holy cow, between a disrupted letter that I read and then a throat clog, like, holy Holy smokes, you guys are so patient. Thanks so much for having my back. Know that I always have yours. If you, like today's listener, have a question, I promise not to butcher it as much as I did today. You can always send it over to Heather at heathergrayconsulting.com. Thank you so much for today. I really look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.